Welcome to the Big Book Podcast for October 31st. Uh, ooh, spooky Halloween edition. We have some scary crew for sure to unpack. I'm Automaton2000 and with me today is Dan Javin. Dan, how spooky is the Primal Collection and does it keep you up at night? Uh, no, I, I'm not afraid of the Big Bad Primal Collection. Uh, however, uh, I am excited to be on the very first inaugural Big Book Podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, absolutely. And with us also is Janos Adanian. Janos, welcome to the pod. How many pumpkins do you currently have on your property getting ready for Halloween? That I have a zero number of pumpkins because I've been too busy to go out and get any. I stink at being a dad for Halloween. <laughs> well, I do have two uh, in front of the house, so I, I'll lend you one uh, after the podcast. Um, we're hoping for this to be it's sort of a, a more crew-centric podcast going forward. A little bit of news and notes mixed in, uh, but to save you the time, we're going to jump right in with the, the recent mega crew, Vallejo Beta 5 La'an. Now, this is a Tier 3 standard debut, a lot of surface-level goodness with base and voyage, but I want to start, Dan, uh, let's talk about our ship ability first. Plus 10 attack, 15,000 crit bonus. It looks a lot like a lot of the crew we've seen recently, Demo Man, Scotty, Vox, who are going to be good attack boosters. Uh, how does her value sit in comparison to those other crew? Uh, a little bit behind. She's a great starter crew. If I were logging into the game and this were my very first Mega, and I was able to get four stars on her, uh, I would I would jam her on pretty much all of my ship battles. Uh, because having a huge crit boost, having a, a really good attack ceiling, uh, she can get up to 10 attack when she's fully fused, um, you know, is, is a great way to, to really up your ship game. Uh, the problem is, is that she is really going to fall behind pretty quickly. Demo Man Scotty we also get for free. He's just better. He has better coverage. He has better uptime, slightly better crit bonus. Um, and you get three stars in him for free. So uh, use her with measure, uh, but, but early accounts, absolutely. Um, you know, put her in your skirmishes and put her in the arena. Uh, Genos, let's move over to the, those, those surface level metrics I mentioned. A top 40 Voyager on release, top 10 base. Those are really pretty good numbers uh, for a newer player. In combination with that arena goodness, is this a crew that you're looking at taking, uh, adding that last star, uh, maybe even during the Mega and, and making sure she's 5-5 five, five on your roster? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's one of the best mega recurring crew we've had in a while. Um, you know, she's going to give you a lift on your voyages, regardless of where you stand as an elderly or a not so elderly player. Strong number of traits as far as antimatter. She's going to what is it? Nine antimatter traits, which is which is quite fantastic. And even as she ages. Her top two skills being security and command she's going to fill out those shuttle seats for your faction events when those extra trait bonuses hit on the weekend so i love it from that perspective yeah i'm looking at her skill set on voyages and surrounding her at the top i see chances taking kirk an exclusive crew that for a lot of people uh, who aren't in powerhouse fleets that may take a while to get to Wanted Mariner, who debuted in a mix behold. Uh, we do not recommend diving into those, no matter how good the crew is. And then right behind her, Evie Suit Boimler, who was a, a tier dollar sign for quite a while as a web store exclusive. <laughs> so this may actually, despite being set command, which is a very common stack, may be a crew who uh, will hit the sweet spot for you on voyages. All right, up next, we also have a, uh, a recent campaign crew in Night Terrors. Troy, the green machine, uh, you might want to call her, or <laughs> maybe not. That's a terrible nickname. Uh, let's start with Voyages, because what we're seeing here is basically a Devious Duet Jurati uh, comparison. Uh, 
uh, Troy kind of dominates her skill order, but in the triplet, the dip med sci triplet, she's a very close comparison to Girardi, who has been rocking it on people's voyages for about 10 months. Uh, Genos, I know you've been singing Girardi's praises for a while. Uh, do you think that comparison rings true? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, Girardi has been fantastic for 10 months, and she is now only after 10 months down to about what Troy brings on voyages now. Even though Troy has fewer antimatter seats than Girardi, and a lot of people probably now have Girardi fully fused after a recent campaign, uh, they're really complementary, and they're, they're they're a good comparison. Uh, Troy comes out a little bit ahead, but I think Girardi's might have a little bit more staying power as she continues to age, and as now they're going to be aging side by side. Now, I'm not seeing a whole lot of value elsewhere. Of course, those traits are a little bit rough with the Counselor, Betazoid, Empath, Holy Trinity kind of waiting on collections. A lot of Troys are waiting on that. Um, is there any value here? Uh, in that in that dip base, Danjuvin, because they do come fast and heavy with the dip base, but it does end up with a pretty good event score because of because of that score. Yeah, apart from being a bridge crew auto, it's uh, it's great to see you know any sort of dip base that people can get access to and get stars on. Um, you know the, the the spend that you put into the the premium track, the super premium track on the campaign, really is tantalizing, and it gets you up to a high power very quickly, especially as a new player. But Really, what I'm seeing here is, um, you know, while she will go on shuttles, there's no shortage of really high dip bases in the game. Um, certainly, she's great for a Troy. Um, I think what you're buying here, though, like you said, there's just not a lot of extra uh, application for her, apart from just a, a really strong Voyager and Shuttler. And uh, there's really no way to, to run her on ship battles. Uh, I'm not sure with her short trait list that she's going to be a fleet boss battle node solver. Um, so I think what you're buying here is just uh, the next step up in the power creep curve, and that's really where her value stops. Uh, so that's not a terribly ringing endorsement, but we do have a rated tier three, which which is solid. Uh, so Genos as kind of a a, a campaign throw-in because there is real money cash involved. Is this a crew that moves the needle for you when we're talking about a twenty-five dollar spend on the campaign? Uh. If you are being really discerning about where your in-game dollars go, you may want to skip this. But for me, you know, campaigns, the ancillary benefits are really where, they, where they're at. So I get her just because I get the other parts of the campaign, the $25 or whatever your local currency is. So she's a nice get from buying the campaign. But I don't, if I were a little bit more discerning, as I said, I don't think I would have bought it. All right, uh, Dan, Daddy Warbucks, what about you? Is this a good enough pot sweetener for you to consider going for that Uber Supremium campaign? Yeah, our listeners are going to find out I'm super picky about my campaign spins. I, I only really buy into maybe two, two a year, maybe three if it really pulls me in. And Night Terrors Troy is, is really great and cool. She just did not loosen my wallet. All right, up next we have Machine Man Paris, uh, an event reward, a Tier 5 debut, which uh, in contemporary terms is actually not that good. Usually are expecting something around Tier 3. Um, Dan, talk to me a little bit about Voyages, because even though he has an okay debut number there and, and something you might think is a plus skill set with that Eng primary, it actually turns out to be a pretty crowded skill set. Yeah, it's funny. We've had a whole bunch of releases very recently in this exact same skill set. The Dip Cyange, uh, just in the past month, 
maybe two months. We've seen uh, uh, Caretaker Taurus, uh, Phantasm's Data is available right now. Uh, uh, last uh, Exo-Archaeologist Exo Mariner and uh, the prize for next week's Pregnant Trip Tuck are all Dipsy Eng crew. Um, I do like that he's an Eng primary. Uh, that's a little more scarce. Um, and, and I think it's it's, it's the only uh, uh, Paris with, a, with an Eng primary. So I'm usually a little more sympathetic to those crew. Uh, but he winds up being, uh, if, if we're setting the bar at, at Voyage Power, uh, being around the 5,000 mark right now for, for more common skill sets, um, you know, he's he's pretty far behind. I think he's debuting at, at uh, an unbuffed 4915. Uh, he's, he's got a lot, of, a lot of room to make up there. All right, let's go elsewhere uh, and, and hit events next, because that, that is something if you go in the overall tier weights, you'll see is actually doesn't contribute a lot to the overall tier score, even though he's above average there. Like you mentioned, number one eng base, also the number one psi base, and Paris gets a, a ton of faction events. Uh, Janice, you've been with the book for a while, and I think you know when we used to write his notes, we'd always say, oh, faction king, faction king. He's up to, uh, at the moment, 26 events with a faction component, at least two in every calendar year. Is this a crew that you're seeking out uh, for his event contributions, or is that just going to be the cherry on top with his other offerings? It's the cherry, baby. Uh, even though he's got those fantastic uh, engineering and science uh, bases, and Paris's do have some of them, but they're usually more command, usually some, some dip, usually some security, you know, your normal faction seats. So it's going to be a nice to have. But overall, uh, you know, from an event perspective, I feel like he's pretty aggressively average. And that's a, a term that we like to throw around. But um, I really do feel it here. Uh, he doesn't inspire a lot of want out of me personally. Yeah, so he, he's sort of middling at best in other areas uh, that attack boosts off of position triggers reminiscent of Frantic McCoy, uh, although not nearly as good. And with a short duration, you might have a tricky time lining it up with your other attack abilities. And then below average in collections, despite having some juicy potential trades. So I think he really earns that, that tier 5 rating and maybe an event that you want to take the weekend off uh, and save your resources for another go. But he is one of the best seated crew in the game. So once we eventually get that collection to go along with his current one collection, everyone will be laughing at me because I skipped him. Uh, Flint sits alone in tier one on the sitting collection. What a fantastic <laughs> chair, by the way. It's a throne. Okay, before we get too far down the list of also rands, let's back up a second and hit that giveaway phantasms data. Uh, Another tier three offering, this time a little bit more on the back of his voyage ability. Uh, Dan, you just hit that with Machine Man Paris. Talk to us why Phantasms is an upgrade there. You mean fantastic. He is at the top of his triplet. Uh, over 5,000 raw, <laughs> 5, raw voyage score. Dipsy Eng. Uh, he has the dip primary, the dreaded dip primary, but he earns it, man. It's just a fantastic base and a fantastic overall score. Um, as far as his, uh, he's up in rarefied air at the top of his uh, uh, voyage pair too. Uh, he's topped only by Cisco the emissary, Night Terrors Troy, and Mirror Tuvok. So take from that what you will. Um, for a giveaway crew, you, you cannot ask for much better than than to have also a bridge main crew. Um, I'll, I'll say one more thing too, particularly about the giveaway crew, is I love the flexibility you get in when you claim them. So for any new players that absolutely need to get this power on board. Sure, take it, get those sites on as soon as you earn them. Um, but for established players with over full rosters, you can pick your time and take them exactly when he fits into your roster when you get a slot. 
now, Dan, him being a giveaway crew, players are more apt to have them fully fused, which means that 10 uh, plus 10 attack bonus on ships will come into play. He also has some crit bonus. I'm seeing a very long cooldown there, so your frank evaluation uh, of this ability in comparison to others might be... Hot trash. <laughs> hot trash, okay. Um, Piping hot trash. Yeah. Yeah, let's continue the Paris analog, Genos, because I'm also seeing another uh, event E crew with tons of factions. Data's very well known for that. Again, another crew with multiple faction, uh, faction components in every calendar year. Is this a crew, again, uh, him being dip instead of engineering? He'll get a lot more seating. Does this excite you a little bit more than Machine Man Paris? 100%. In comparison, it's it's night and day, honestly, which is something that we're talking about considering this is a nightmare. Um, you know, tw tw 25 events with the faction component, you've got uh, you got your dip primary, you've got your end secondary, and a lot of datas are end primary or end secondary. So there's going to be those seats available on your faction shuttles when data, uh, data, oh God, I said. Okay, Pulaski, um, that's enough. Dip. <laughs> Uh, that's the worst. Um, yeah, when his name is called. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit about his trait set. He's only got two collections now, but he's got three more potentially in the hopper. So, you know, possibly five brings him, I'd say, average to above average in that regard. So still need some to hit, but, you know, two ticks right now if you do add that final star. Well, just in case you haven't had enough of Voyagey Basie bad collection crew, here comes another one in Captain Rudy Ransom. Uh, the poor guy hasn't been eaten alive yet by those aliens in the tiny wormholes, so will he find any use on your roster? Uh, what draws me in first is the ship ability, Genos. We, we don't often get a lot of charge crew, and fully charged 20,000 crit bonus is nothing to sneeze at. Is there any merit to running manual missions, uh, building up that charge and unleashing a huge crit bonus, or is it better to just mash that auto button and look for a better option? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I was looking at it, and it does give a really a, a huge chunk of crit, but you have to wait, what is that, 12 seconds to get the 20,000, and that's just o barely over what, say, Vox or Ardra or Devilman Scotty give you. And it's also an accuracy bonus, which you don't need in fleet boss battles. And if you're using it in an arena or skirmish, that's way too slow. If you like to kind of screw around with manual um, arena or manual skirmish, sure, why not? But overall, I think it's kind of a, a silly thing. It doesn't really speak to me. So we see uh, a top 10 base here, but not being a main cast crew and with a really spotty event history, I think we can skip over that. Uh, Dan Dan the Voyage Man talk to me about Command Dipsy and how much you need one like you need a punch in the face. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've talked about this crew a dozen <laughs> maybe a hundred times before. Um I mean he's debuting at tier three Voyage rank nineteen, but man, you know, he just reminds me so much of the flesh in the pan that Camping Archer and Porthos was, where, you know, everybody was gaga for this pack crew and you know, number debuted at number one. And just drop precipitously. Now I've, I've got my camping archer fully fused, and he doesn't even voyage for me anymore. Captain Rudolph Ransom debuts four voyage, voyage points behind camping archer and Porthos. So for for his immediate and long term voyageability, take uh, take that as you may. Um, now, all those things said, um, you know he is the number six base rank, so he's going to get some shuttle flights for you. You're going to see his face. 
Um, but you're not going to be rewarded for his face as far as an event crew. Uh, man, you know, we, we had Power Ransom recently. This guy just seems like underpowered Ransom. Yeah, we talk a lot about value over replacement when we're discussing uh, tiers and whatnot uh, among the big book staff. And this just screams a poor value over replacement crew. First of all, you have Command Dipsy, which is a logjam, as you mentioned. Uh, he's only number five. He's <laughs> he's the 15th top voyage score, but number five in his triplet, meaning every third crew you see above him is the exact same skill set. And then that command base uh, with diminishing returns and a success cap on shuttles, maybe you're going from 95% to 97 So I'm not seeing the value here, and, and Tier 3, maybe uh, maybe we should rewrite that algorithm a little bit because he may have great power on day one, but he will absolutely fade into obscurity before too long. From a disappointing gold to a disappointing purple, Paranoid O'Brien, uh, he's paranoid and I'm annoyed, and I'll tell you why, because he has no collections. Uh, Genos, <laughs> in today's landscape, what is a purple worth for the veteran player without collections? Literally nothing. It's finish, freeze, and forget. And maybe someday he'll pick up a collection or two and you'll remember that he exists. But until that point, you need to forget that he did. Yeah, now that clone trade is interesting because they did add it to uh, Lincoln recently in an audit. And so that's something you might think, hey, it's on their mind. Maybe they'll add that in the future. And he'll probably end up with a few collections by the end of it. But in the meantime, uh, a pretty bad event clip. Uh, 2023 was his best year, and that was on the back of a desperate mega, so don't expect that uh, to come around too often. And then on Voyages, a command sex stack is, for a newer player, is going to be one of your most common stacks. So even with reasonable power there, you're probably only going to use him because of uh, his level of fusion if you get him in an event. But if you're looking at him later on in a behold, uh, probably not worth it. In fact, the tier 4 here is extremely generous uh, if you're coming across him and behold he's going to be much lower that's really banking on his, his early game power if you get him fused from the event I'll tell you what even on my nightmare account that's just using super rares he's on the verge of being frozen immediately uh, let's play a little bit of wacky tier time then because we go from a tier 4 rare super rare to a tier 6 but I think we're all a little more up on Ensign Rita Tannenbaum uh, a triplet of collections, reasonable voyage power, a little bit of ship ability. Uh, Dan, tell me why you like Rita uh, certainly more than Paranoid O'Brien. Uh, she has a, quite a bit going for her that's unique. So first of all, Eng primary crew, I'm always looking for that Eng crew, and very often as an afterthought they'll throw it on as a tertiary, but but here a new roster gets to not only collect her and infuse her up uh, you know, as those uh, event threshold rewards, um, but but now we also get to uh, you know to shove around the voyages and, and find the rare end shuttle that she can go on. Um, she's going to be strong for a newer roster for a very long time. Um, the, uh, the the voyage power among purples, even though she's tier six overall, uh, she ranks at number forty four among among her peers at purple. So in a rare skill set, absolutely, yeah, just just a great early offering. Now, Dan, since you're her defense attorney, perhaps you could explain to the court two events, both of which were Federation bonuses. Is that just about the worst you can possibly get for any crew? Yeah, I mean, her name's not going to be coming up anytime soon, and that's fine. You know, you've got you, you've got your support personnel, and uh, she will support you in, in, uh, in other ways <laughs> other than winning the event for you. Okay, so you, you've uh, outlined that utility for newer players, and I think veterans are all happy to see another resourceful super rare enter their ranks. Yeah, her collection value is really where she shines for the established player. Everyone's going to be fusing uh, and and uh, fusing up and, and uh, finishing this crew. 
So the one thing that really kind of holds her back for me is that she was she was from a pack. So you know I, I wouldn't advocate investing in a paid pack for a crew like this. However, when she enters the portal, uh, you know when she drops, she's she's really going to be doing some some good work for you. I'd back up the rarity ranks with uh, compromised Cameron Gant. I'm not even sure if I can pronounce his name properly. He's he's another one who's also rans. Command dip suck, unfortunately. So uh, right now as we record, a uh, a boosted score of rank 69, nice. But being command dip suck absolutely hurts him. I, he's got some good animator traits, tacticians, a saboteur, duelist. But he's also 13th in his skill set. Uh, many other crew can cover what he does. And even though they've really pulled WRGs, really pulled back on the command dip sack flood, they've kind of switched over to command dip something uh, this is still a skill set that you have too much of and will always have too much of. Jenna, talk to me about this arena ability. Is it a little bit rosier there? Because I'm seeing a, a, an attack boost, or, sorry, an accuracy boost of 15. That is a huge amount. How valuable is that? It's kind of overflowing. You don't really need 15 accuracy, and it does require a position trigger, but it, you don't necessarily need to use the position trigger because it already gives you a plus 10 if you don't use the trigger at eight seconds so it's not bad but it's largely useless in today's meta so interesting but useless now what about the rest of this card uh, dan because i'm seeing really a juicy number of potential collections a couple of collections you don't see uh, in his front facing traits being a, a show collection and ev suit and then in the event tab, about 4 billion Discovery Megas, uh, which we all thought were dead at one point, and they seem to have made a comeback in 2022. Uh, how much of this crew is real value, and how much are we still waiting on to materialize? Well, with, uh, you know, the, the uh, whether you look at it fortunately or unfortunately, with the cancellation of Discovery, I think that we're probably also going to see the, uh, the cancellation of any further promotion uh, in terms of, of, of Megas. So... That remains to be seen, but I'm down on that uh, event capability. Um, he's really kind of, you know, he doesn't have a persona that's going to come back again, so that's that's where his utility in, in events really ends. Um, however, his collection has some upside. Um, so currently, just the EV suit and the Discovery collections. Um, Discovery counting a little bit lower because not all the tiers are stat boosting. Uh, but some potential future with Section 31 and Saboteur, which would be fantastic collections to have, really a lot of flavor there. Um, probably not Duelist because it's just going to be a clone of Klingon Collection. Uh, Tactician, I'd, I'd like to see that collection a little bit larger, but um, you know, I think I think going forward he, he could potentially pick up two or, or three more easily. So with a top five seg base, uh, the screams smoke them if you got them to me. Use them early and if you can, often. But beyond that, you're kind of waiting for that collection value to materialize. Another tier 5 debut, which is not great. The way the big book structures tiers is they sort of taper it to larger tiers toward the bottom because the first, uh, the top 5 are going to be a little bit more competitive, mostly focused on the crew you'd use every day. So to be 5 uh, is, is pretty pretty far down the list for a, for a newer crew and uh, kind of living off his past valor as a discovery mega option. All right, back down the rarity ranks with uh, Abducted Travis. Great art. Uh, does he have anything more with him? Yeah, he comes from a faction event, so by the time you're listening to this, you probably have three copies sitting. Maybe you're wondering if he's worth finishing. Uh, I'm reminded of that Lord of the Rings quote, uh, I never thought I'd die citing 
uh, Mayweather. Well, what about a really good arena crew? Okay, that's a terrible comparison. I clearly haven't watched in the Florida Rings. Uh, Jen has talked to me about his arena ability. He looks an awful lot to me like a crew who people may already have running on their spheres uh, in fleet boss battles. Yeah, so you have heard of Batleth Mariner before, certainly. So she also has a position trigger, just like Travis. She also has plus seven attack. She also comes online at eight seconds, just like Travis. But Travis lasts longer, uh, 50% uptime versus 38%. So in my opinion, a little bit of a direct upgrade there. So if you're using Mariner, go ahead and grab yourself Travis. Maybe throw a site or an event pack on him and get a little bit more efficiency on your Borg Sphere. Uh, Dan, I'm seeing DUD dud for a lot of this crew. Um, let's try to save him with collection value. He's got a couple. We'll probably get a couple more. Is that enough to salvage the rest of this card? Yeah, it's tough, man. I hate crew like this. So you only ever get three copies, and then you got to wait if you don't cite him. And he just takes up room and... These types of crew, I usually just let sit around if I can all, you know, afford to. Um, it's just not that enticing. Only two collections. Uh, it's the Enterprise collection and then the, the Jury Rigger collection. Um, yeah, Jury Riggers, you know, you can make an argument to cite him up and finish him if he's going to get you over a threshold. But more than likely, he'll be hanging around my roster for the long haul. Uh, notably doesn't have his name Mayweather uh, in his name which probably doesn't matter because you're never going to be searching cryo to thaw him anyways. Uh, but going from a good art Enterprise crew to another one, boy, we just get uh, all the duds here on the debut episode of the Big Book Podcast. Uh, Pregnant Trip Tucker, uh, the bruisey-ribbed engineer from Enterprise. Uh, even though it doesn't show up so much in his scorecard, the ship ability is interesting. Dan, talk to me about 25% hull repair. Very popular in the fleet boss battles meta. Uh, but <laughs> tell me why this isn't really piqued the algorithm's interest for a shipboard rating. Yeah, my, my Andorian antenna always perk up a little bit whenever I see 25% hull repair. Some of the the, the, the optimal uh, fleet boss battle hull repair crew are, are going to show that. But there's, there's a, a few big strikes against this crew. Uh, first of all, plus accuracy crew, just not useful where you'd really want this in Fleet Boss Battle. Um, really long cooldown, 16 second. That turns the cycle into just short of 30 seconds. This guy's only going to trigger six times during an entire battle. Just not going to do enough. Uh, but but the, the final nail in the coffin is a minus three attack penalty. Just undoing all the hard work you're trying to do with your best crew in the game. Chances taken Kirk all of a sudden just hits like a purple. Um, forget it. Uh, Genos, it's a tier six debut, so I think we all know the answer to this one. But how much meat is on the bone elsewhere? I'm seeing yet another dip edge side crew, and we already talked about a few in this podcast. Uh, and he's bumping up against giveaway crew, uh, campaign crew, and all all that, all the rest of that. Is there any juice in his voyage ability? Is it worth investing in? No, I really don't think so. Just given that you're getting a lot of other bites at this particular skill set, Apple. Um, and for a lot cheaper, potentially for free, just doing your diglies and doing some shuttles and doing some ship battles uh, just to get someone like Data. There's not a lot here. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier on the podcast about a crew like Data, about a crew like uh, Paris, um, that we're getting, say, 25, 26 uh, faction events. In his life, he's had 13. Granted, he's the number two Eng Tucker, but, you know, who cares? Lipstick on a pig. There's not a lot here. 
So what you're saying is these uh, one skill set apple a day keeps the command ipsec away? I don't know. We should be canceled after episode one. Uh, yeah, not a great crew. Like we said previously, a tier six debut is just not tenable. This is going to be a crew that you're citing only if you love the character and or episode. And to be fair, it is a good one. Um, but we have to hit stats first, and he just doesn't measure up. He may have been a complete gentleman, but he's nearly completely useless. And where's his casual trade? All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up with... Uh, I guess you could call him a TOS bombshell. He looks great in those sandals. Uh, that would be Metron. Um, <laughs> you know, Dan, I think I'm trying to make sure you never uh, come back on the show because I'm going to give you another Command Ipsi Voyager to talk about. Uh, we already hit Rudy Ransom and said why he, even with better overall power, uh, wouldn't be worth a long-term investment. So can you sell me on Metron uh, as a slightly worse overall power but perhaps a better skill order? Mm-hmm. Well, you touched on his biggest strength. He's going to win the evening gown competition. Um, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> uh, so Metroid, I mean Metron, uh, with his uh, uh, command dip uh, Samus, a size uh, skill skill uh, skill set. Um, uh, actually, he, he's he's better than he looks. He's got you know that that Psy primary actually is uh, is the top in the skill set uh, among his peers, although he's still just power-wise is, is even behind Rudolf Ransom that we talked about, uh, behind Camping Archer and Porthos, who I ragged on. Um, so, you know, while his power level isn't there, there's something to be said for his, his skill order specifically, going all the way down all of his antimatter CTs, number one, uh, for every single one of his uh, skill orders, either primary uh, for, for, um, for uh, pairs or for triplicates. So... Um, is he going to stay that way? Probably not. He's not anywhere near the power level that you need to, to keep him away from that later loser's territory. But um, for for now, he's he's a fair reward to pick up and use. Yeah, now let's say no one think we're a little bit too tough on uh, ostensibly top 30 Voyagers. Uh, for years, we have seen the churn of Command Ipsec, Command Ipsi, and so we just kind of know how they're going to age. Uh, someone like a Night Terrace Troy, who we talked about earlier, uh, with similar powers going to age much more gracefully. But uh, voyages aren't all that's on Metron's plate. Uh, Genos, there's a couple good attributes here with a top two, a number two science base, and probably the best collection portfolio we've seen today with three collections right now and two or three yet to come. Yeah, I've actually got more than even to talk about uh, the positives for Metron. So technically he is tied with with. Uh, Bryce, or is it Reese? Bryce, Reese, one of them, uh, for the number one side base. So, very strong there. Always nice to see a new top base. Collections, three in the ho- three now, three in the hopper, probably the best collection crew we've talked about tonight. But I also want to mention number one Metron Psy in the game, number one Metron Dip in the game, number one Metron Command in the game, best Metron in the game, bar none. And they get to come up with fun art for the Metron Polestar coming soon to the portal update. Well, I've got even more good news, Janos, because you are tied for the best Janos guest on this podcast. Unfortunately, you're also tied for the worst Janos. Uh, so before we break down all of Janos's attributes, let's go ahead and move on to <laughs> <laughs> move on to the the relevant elephant in the room, uh, that being the advent of the continue missions and equipment. Now, guys, we're in the very early days, uh, and we just even, in fact, today recorded a little video talking about uh, the new feature breaking things down. So we don't know too much of how things are going to look. 
So let's just go uh, pie in the sky. What are you guys hoping to get out of the feature and what sort of crew do you think most are, are going to most benefit? Uh, Dan, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I'm excited about the potential for Gauntlet. So thinking about all the different applications that we have, uh, and, and we, we want to look beyond just running the continuum missions, right? Because that's the treadmill and you may get some reward. You're going to get a little bit of quantum, a little bit of lithium each week if you're lucky and you make it all the way to the end. It's going to take a lot of work to get there, and the crew that you rank up and equip, you are going to want to look for a way to stretch their legs in, in other uh, game functions. So you've already got your crew equipped up, he's beating the epic level continuum missions. What about voyages? Well, a problem I see with voyages is that he's one of 12 crew, so while you're going to be making a really impressive voyager out of a well-equipped crew, uh, still is going to be just one twelfth of what the contribution is overall. So it's going to take a little bit more than just that to impress me. Um, but when you're talking gauntlet, even though you're bringing five to the gauntlet, when it comes down to a matchup, it's one-on-one -on -one baby. So if you can really get a huge leg up and a big proficiency boost um, on the opponent, then you're just going to be uh, earning that many more gauntlet crate drops and, and getting those uh, those top-level wins. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat somebody with an extra 200 or, or 260 uh, proficiency on them. Um, so to that end, I'm going to be looking to primarily run my tripled Korloth Korax through a few times. Uh, he picks up a few really nice legendary equipment. Uh, I think he stands to gain the most. Yeah, some napping math shows me Chancellor Gowron is also uh, a candidate to be extremely fearsome with max equipment and boosts. Uh, he has a top end dip roll of 1555 and a sec roll of 1109. Theoretically, uh, with maximum equipment, these crew could be critting for 15,000 overall points, which is absurd, you know, nearly doubling in some cases. Now, obviously that's gonna be kind of rare to see, but in terms of these, when these crew come around with big crit sets, you absolutely have to watch out. Uh, Genos, are you keeping your eye on that game system as well, or avoids is more your milieu? Yeah, I really like Voyages, so I'm probably bringing my top Voyagers um, that have strong bases through uh, through the Continuum missions first, um, trying to get those strong. The problem is, is wanting to put them out on Voyages instead of running back through the missions again to get them stronger again and again. So, for example, I just uh, I have some uncommon equipment on a few of my stronger Voyagers right now, and I had a voyage come back, and Data Core wanted me to send out all those crew, and I'm like, okay, well, I could, I guess I could do that, but then I'm going to put other crew back through the continuing missions tomorrow. So you have to decide what you're going to do with those crew in those other game modes. Uh, but like Dan said, you don't have to worry about that with Gauntlet because you could have someone running through those continuing missions and being in the Gauntlet at the same time, which is which is nice. I wish they didn't have to be busy, and you have to pick if they're going to be on shuttles or on voyages or running the away missions. Yeah, they keep pushing that, don't they? They push that at the start of fleet boss battles, and they rolled that back real quick. I, they, they said that it was a uh, uh, an oversight, but I, I really don't believe that. I think they were trying to. I think they're trying to limit our resources as players, uh, to be honest, and and uh, and I think that they'll be forced to roll this back as well. Okay, well, that just about wraps it up for episode one of the Big Book Podcast. Uh, feel free to leave us some feedback on the Discord. We'll see what the future holds, but no one can claim that this hasn't been better than every episode of season one of TNG. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.